So something occurred to me uh, last night. I was talking to my father-in-law on the phone. It's Friday, February 3rd. I have so much fucking work to do. So naturally, uh, as I'm sitting here at my desk doing bits and pieces and thinking, oh, I wish I could have spent, it's, a, it's like 10, it's a little after 10. Maybe it's 10.30. I think it's 10.30. Yeah, it's 10.30. So I think to myself, boy, I could have, I really wish I had made better use of the last 90 minutes. But it's never too late to turn it around and buckle down and get to work. And so naturally I turn around and I picked up my phone and I hit record. Uh, anyways, happy Friday. It's, I still have this cold. It's, it's not like, it's not that bad of a cold. I'll tell you what, man. What a, f- a couple couple of big things that are different is I went for many years without getting vaccinated, getting you know getting the flu shot. Not because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, no reason. Just like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> and then every winter I would wonder why do I get colds that are so bad and it's so awful and they last so long and the cough goes on forever and it's it's the worst. It's a nightmare. It's horrible. And then COVID came along, and uh, in 2020, I said, "Whew, man! I wonder, I wonder if I should go back to getting the flu shot, because it seems to coincide pretty nicely with me uh, not getting the flu shot. The increased severity of my, uh, you know, winter colds every year." And the other big thing with that, I said there's two big things. The other thing is, of course, taking public transportation uh, for a number of years. That doesn't help anything either. Uh, I think the first year I drove to Boston every day from August of 2015 until, I don't know. I think I, Actually, I think it was November 1st, 2016. I think Halloween 2016 was the last time I drove all the way. So... 12, uh, 14, almost 15 months of driving every day. And, the, you know, I, got, I would get a cold here and there, and it was not great, but it wasn't crippling. And then that next winter, I started taking the bus, <laughs> the Boston Express. And, oh, my God, the colds that I had in that winter of 2016, 2017, dreadful. And then the following year, I've mentioned this before, the worst, the sickest I've ever been by far. It was, I mean, yeah, it was awful. I mean, that would have been like, that's how I felt was how like a lot of people who had like really bad COVID, the really bad COVID that didn't kill you, (laughs) the one that, the one that was really bad, but not bad enough to be on a ventilator, like that kind of COVID. That's what it felt like from like. I don't I don't remember. I want to say I want to say it was like New Year's Eve 2017 or somewhere like right before the end of the holiday break of 2017 and honestly into like March <laughs> that cold. It was just the worst. It was I had never I had never felt so terrible. I never felt so depressed. I just, I, you know, I couldn't do anything, and I, but I still had to, because I remember being up until two a.m. one night working on a, a project plan. Uh, <laughs> I remember the first day after New Year's, going to the train station, and sitting in my car for a little bit because I was just like, oh, gotta muster the strength to get into the, 
And then I got out of the car and I almost like I remember I had to lean up against the car because I felt I felt dizzy. I felt like I was going to pass out. I felt like I was going to throw up. It was it was really weird. Um, so I just stood there for a while and thought, oh, my God, what's happening? And stupid me, a smart person would have said, yeah, no, this is bad. It's a bad idea for a number of reasons, for my health, for other people's health. I should just go home, call it a sick day or work from home or something. But it was one of those things where the place that I worked, I felt like <laughs> I felt like it was just one of those <laughs> one of those things where I needed to show up at work so people could see how fucking sick I was, which is stupid. Because all I would have had to do is hear my voice on a meeting and they would be like, oh, yeah, wow, it's bad. I got there and then my boss was like, dude, you are very sick, aren't you? And I'm like, I think so. He's like, yeah, why don't you go home? Please go home. I'm like, okay, if you say so, bye. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I worked from home for the next like couple of weeks, I guess. And it just... Boy, it never got better. It just never, it just got worse and worse and worse. I coughed so much that I lost my voice. That's the only time that's ever happened. I'd get on a call and I'd sound like this. And it was really just, oh, it was just terrible. It was just hard to do anything. And that, of course, was the first year that I took the train. <laughs> the bus is bad enough, but the bus has like, it's a limited capacity. You know, it's 50, I don't know. I think there's 50 seats or so on the bus, something like that. Uh, <laughs> give or take. So it's just like, okay, that's it. The train, they don't give a shit. Rush hour, there you can be packed like sardines, which is a phrase that I use that we all, this is an old phrase. I don't know. How are, are sardines packed really, really tight? I guess they must be. Uh, anyway. I mean, there were some, uh, usually in the morning it was okay because it's the first, you know, when you're the first stop in the morning, you get your pick of the seats. First stop in the morning, however, means you're the last stop at night. So that means that <laughs> if you get on the train uh, later than others, which was common because I'm like trying to finish up work, like looking at the clock. Okay, okay. If I leave now, I can still make it. If I leave now, I can still make it. It takes me 15 minutes to walk to the station. A brisk walk, I can make it, I can make it. And you make it there just barely, just as they're, you know, about to close the doors and you're just you're jammed in there with everybody else and you're they're you know, you're just you're squished up against each other. And that's this isn't a subway where it's like, oh, in a, in a few seconds or maybe a minute we're gonna make a stop. No. This is a commuter train. So there's like five or six stops in the course of about an hour. Uh forty five minutes, let's say. So you're going to be wedged in there with everybody for a good while. And also, most of the people are getting off at, at my stop, <laughs> where, where the poors live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I just, and I remember this old lady every day, she'd get on the same goddamn car because I would go and sit in the quiet car so that I could nap on the way to work and I could nap on the way home because I sure as hell wasn't getting to sleep at night. Uh, you know, four or five hours. And uh the same old lady with her purple she had her hair like dyed purple. And she would get on and I would just hear, oh my god, the flemmiest, most disgusting 
nauseating cough that you could ever hear. And it was clearly, you know, it was a smoker's cough or something because it reminded me of my grandmother who died, uh, you know, in her late 70s after having, my God, heart attack, stroke, emphysema, lung cancer, oxygen machine, all kinds of respiratory stuff because she smoked like a chimney up until, uh, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, yeah, boy, I could hear that was a... Her cough were just, her coughs were just deep, 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 phlegmy fucking coughs. That smoker kind of thing. And that's what this woman on the train, but it still freaked me out. I thought, well, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not a smoker's cough. Maybe she's just perpetually fucking sick. And every time I get in the same car with her, uh, even if I sit on the opposite end, I'm she's just, you know, she's going to kill me. Oh, but fortunately that... They came to an end. I didn't think it was going to come to an end. I remember at various points where I would come home and I would say to my wife, I say, I'm not really sure how I'm going to be able to keep doing this. Like, I don't know, uh, aside from moving either much closer to Boston or moving someplace else entirely or, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I just didn't know. And then I was very fortunate to find a uh, find some a job that uh, in 2019 had me uh, remote quite a bit. I still had to go to the office a few days a week, but then eventually, what happened was my manager resigned, left for another job. Her manager, who was I guess technically was my direct boss, I don't I don't know. Uh, she got laid off. <laughs> And the only other person on my team got moved to a different team. And so I was just kind of like hanging out there in the ether. And I said, okay, well, my the three people that I work with in, who are in person in the office are no longer here. So I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and no longer be in the office like ever unless I'm summoned. And so, yeah, that was about it. And that was the end of 2019, and then I, uh, yeah, and then I found a gig that was only you know 20, 25 minutes from from home, which was amazing because it was the highest paying thing that I had ever had, and it's close. It's like oh, dream come true. And then of course a few months into that, the pandemic came along, and everybody was home, and uh, and every job that I've had since then has been a been a remote job, and so the only <laughs> the only time I get sick is because my kids are at school all day. My wife is at an elementary school all day, and it's just, it's inescapable. There's, there's no way that I'm not going to get sick from the shit that they bring home. But honestly, I, there's, such a, there's such a fucking difference. I've never, this, you know, ever since 2020 when I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to getting the flu shot, and I'm going to get that damn flu shot every damn year, just like I used to. And I used to get that flu shot up until... I don't know, 2009, 2010, and it was just one of those weird things where we moved to Florida and I just stopped going to the doctor because then I didn't, I had to like go get all new doctors and I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't think we're going to be here that long and we weren't, so like other than, uh, you know, OBGYN for my wife and stuff like that, we really didn't have like, and a pediatrician, other than that, we really, you know, we didn't settle enough to just be like, okay, we got to get our local doctors here. 
Uh, and then the same with North Carolina. We were there for three years, and I finally, <laughs> I finally went like after after like the second year. I've, we were like, yeah, we should get a doctor for us. It's been a few, it's been like almost five years since we've been to just had a regular old checkup and a physical. So we got back into the and then like two months after we went to the we got a doctor down there and he was okay, not that great, but he was fine. And then like two months after we had our doctor's visit with him, we moved. <laughs> we moved here. I'm like, I knew it. I knew I should have just waited. Yeah, I should have just waited a couple more months. What's that gonna do? Um. But yeah, it was just one of those things. And then you know, the, even even the first few years here, you're like yeah, we got a we got a doctor for the kids and a doctor for us, and we found a dentist. It took us a couple years to find a dentist, but we finally got a dentist. And uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, and then the pandemic came, and I said, man, probably should get that flu shot. Probably should get that flu shot. And so I did, and it has made a world of difference. That and the COVID shot. I'm, you know, because I had COVID last summer, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the old Birthday Boy podcast. Yeah, I had COVID. I don't know. Had it for two weeks, maybe 10 days. And maybe there was like the first few days. First, yeah, I I feel like the first like two or three days was kind of like, oh, yeah, I got the symptoms and. Yeah, throat hurts a little, eh, a little stuffy, eh, a little cough. And then by day three, that stuff was pretty much gone. And I was just really, really tired. Which, of course, you're going to be tired no matter what uh, shots and things like that, antibiotics and whatever you're taking. Uh, you know, your body still has to work hard to fight that shit off. Uh, so, okay, that's fine. Um. The tired I can kind of handle because I'm used to being tired. I've been I've been tired for I don't know a decade and a half. <laughs> when did I become a parent? Let's see here. <laughs> um, it's the tired's fun. It's when it's it's when you're coughing so much that like your head is rattling and you're losing your 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 you, you got rid of the sore throat, but now you have a different kind of sore throat because your throat is on fire from all of the violent coughing. And that stuff honestly hasn't happened in years. Uh, Probably, yeah, it's probably been five years. Because it's been been almost five years. It's been four years, three years, three and a half. It's been three and a half years since I was regularly commuting into Boston. And most of that time has been remote. And the in-person stuff has really been spring, summer, fall. So that hasn't been too bad. I did, you know, between June and November last year, I spent a pretty decent amount of time at the office before that project ended. And now I'm a full, you know, fully remote person, which is great. Um, but goddamn, I tell you, there's absolutely a difference <laughs> between my winter colds uh, you know, getting the flu shot and my winter and COVID and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, it's like killing me. My, my total lack of patience, which anybody in this situation would have the same lack of patience. As you heard yesterday on yesterday's podcast, which I haven't posted yet, so you haven't heard it, but 
it'll be posted soon. On the January 2nd, I did a quick, uh, as I was going through the car wash and all that, I did a quick little 15 minutes or so just updating. And, yep, we closed on the house on February 1st. Had our first little meal there, a little dinner uh, Wednesday night, February 1st. Uh, I was I had so much work to do last night uh, and, and spent I spent two hours on the phone with – uh, between like during during the day and during the evening, between talking to Shimo for a half hour, and then I unfortunately had to abruptly leave because it was eleven o'clock and I had a had a meeting that I could not miss. Uh, and then uh, yeah, then my my pal Double J called, so about a half hour or so talking to him, uh, and then my father in law called. <laughs> And so it was like half hour, 45 minutes. So I was, yeah, so like 90, hour and a, yeah, probably an hour and a half, close to something like, yeah, hour and a half, I think I spent on the phone uh, cumulatively during the day yesterday, which was actually great. Um, you know, a friggin' Shimo, the poor guy, we, we talk every year, either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I actually, like, this year, Christmas Eve was crazy. I mean, that whole time, that whole week was just nuts, because Christmas Eve, uh, we made uh, our first offer on the first house that we that we liked, and and Christmas Eve actually had plans and, and went out to you know have dinner with family and stuff. And during the day, you know, we got our kids uh, you know motorized scooters for Christmas presents. So I had during the day, I had to go and. You know, we had hidden them in our storage units. I had to go over there, and I wanted to make sure that they, you know, were set up properly and everything, and worked properly. So, so I I had to, you know, put them in the car and then bring them home, but then have the kids not see them in the back of the car. And then I had to, they went to bed, and I had to set them up. They're still sitting there by the Christmas tree, and yes, the Christmas tree is still up. And the reason the Christmas tree is still up is because, you know, two three weeks ago, whenever Martin Luther King weekend was, was that two weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago, whatever. Uh, that's usually when we take down Christmas, and uh, yeah, two. Wow, wow, it's almost three weeks ago. Damn, uh, that Martin Luther King weekend is usually when we take down Christmas, because I've, as I've always said, you know, if we spend an afternoon, like on a Saturday or a Sunday, taking all that stuff down, it's like ah, eh, no big deal. We've got three weekend days, <laughs> so I can spend some time taking down Christmas. Because that's putting up Christmas is a joy. It's lovely. It's I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but it's like, yay! It, Christmas is here. Putting the oh yeah, remember this ornament? Oh yeah, remember this decoration? Oh my gosh, I forgot. Oh yeah, let's put this over here. Oh yeah, and then taking it down is like, Ugh, I fucking hate this. <laughs> but for us living in this tiny. 1,000 square foot shoebox, as you may have guessed, we do not keep our Christmas decorations in the apartment, you know, unless it is Christmas time or <laughs> the month of January <laughs> or sometimes February. <laughs> um, when we when we are not, uh, you know, when it's not Halloween and it's not Christmas and we don't have those the respective uh, decorations up for those particular holidays they are in bins and boxes and those bins and boxes are in a little storage unit that we have here on campus and so two three weeks ago i said yeah let's take down christmas stuff it's you know it's enough 
<sighs> my wife said, yeah, but like take it down and then put it back in the storage unit just so we have to go back to the storage unit and get that stuff and then bring it over to the new house. And like, yeah, you make a very good point. All right, we'll just leave it up. We'll wait. We'll wait until we close on the house. And then we'll, uh, you know, then we'll do stuff. And uh, so that's, so the Christmas tree is still up. And that's okay with me because it's very pretty. And we put it up so late this year. It was like the weekend before Christmas, you know. A lot sometimes people like the day after Halloween they have all their Christmas stuff up. So it's not like it's not like we were doing anything you know especially crazy. Like a lot of people have their Christmas stuff up for two months. It's just the month of November and the month of December, and then maybe even a little bit of January. And our two months start <laughs> at the end of December and go into February, I guess this year. Um. So yeah, it was, it's just, yeah, it's such a mess. And I, I just can't, I can't wait to get the Christmas stuff put away and just take that over. You know how it is. You just want something to just be done. You want to wave the magic wand and I want to have all my shit just transported over to the new house and have this apartment just cleaned out and done and off the books, so to speak. Uh, Yeah. But it's going to take time, and we have time, and that's fine. But, like, especially just with this this super-duper, it's so cold outside that it's just like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be doing any moving tomorrow, unlikely. You know, maybe we'll grab a few things on the way out the door, I'm sure, throw them in the car, bring them over, you know, just some stuff here and there. Whatever we – it's just one of those things, like, doesn't matter. doesn't matter what you grab. Just grab it. <laughs> just grab what you can. Let's take it over. And uh, and that's how we'll do it for the next several months. And uh, apologies, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I think Saturday might be our day to uh, go to a nice warm furniture store and pick out some things that we need, some bed sets and whatnot. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think, and when I think about like, Okay, where did I get this cold from? And it's like, well, my kids were sick. My wife was sick, you know, at the beginning of this month, like late, even late December. You know, the three of them have been sick off and on since, I don't even know, maybe even since Thanksgiving. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like kids just get sick around late November every year, and they, and they more or less just stay sick <laughs> until, like, March, April. <laughs> and uh <laughs> excuse me so you know it's like all right inevitably these kids are going to get me sick because they're bringing home all the sick from school but i honestly believe uh the the sickness that i got i really think it was just from saturday night and this was my greatest fear because we don't do a lot of outings in the winter you know like after like november early december we kind of just say, eh, it's, eh, we'll wait till March, April. Because it's just, you know, it's a, it's cold and flu season, right? And COVID. It's always COVID season, I guess. Uh, so we went to the Celtics-Lakers game on Saturday. And uh, totally worth it, though. I You know, if, if I got the cold at the Celtics game, that's fine. It was worth it. <laughs> As much as I hate being sick, even for a minute, even for a second, 
Uh, no matter how mild or severe it is, I hate it. I don't think there's too many people who are like, yeah, bring on the cold. <laughs> bring on a nice phlegmy cough. Uh, bring on even more exhaustion than I'm used to. So, uh, yeah, we went to the, the Celtics game. And I, I purchased tickets, geez, back in uh, probably October, whenever the August maybe even. Whenever the schedule came out, I was looking at it and, you know, we got tickets for opening night. We went and saw uh, the Celtics beat the uh, the 76ers in the opener. That was great. And, uh, and then, I you know, when I bought those tickets, I was looking ahead at the schedule and I said, oh, man, look at that. January 28th, Lakers, Celtics. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm not going to get to see Tom Brady play quarterback. I'm not going to get to see Michael Jordan live and in person. I was very fortunate that in 1995 I got to see Shaq in Orlando, uh, Magic Wizards, one of the one of the playoff games, and Horace Grant, and you know all these guys. And uh, so that's cool. I at least got to see Shaq pretty up close and personal. Although at the time I was 15, 14. And I just, I hated being there because it was just so out of my element. Even though I was so used to going to wrestling matches with loud crowds, you know, cheering and screaming and me cheering and screaming and all that stuff. And and for some reason being at this game, which I had no interest in, I didn't care about the Orlando Magic. I didn't care about the Washington Wizards. It was cool to see Shaq because as a non-sports fan, like, of course, everybody knows who Shaq is. Everybody knows who Tom Brady is. Everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. You know, any of these guys, Wayne Gretzky. I mean, you just, you know, the, the superstars, everybody's going to know them. So it was cool, but I also was like, I I hate this. It's so loud. It's just such a crazy thing. And it, and that's the kind of, if I went now, I'd be like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But back then, I my, oh, my sensitive ears. <laughs> and so I, like, I was just so, I hate, I was miserable. And my dad's like, do you want to leave? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. And uh, yeah, the place was just, it was just so, so it's such a raucous crowd. And uh, I feel bad because I went, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe my, maybe my dad wasn't enjoying it either. But he's a big basketball fan. He used to coach and officiate basketball games and stuff, and he knows a lot about it. He, you know, he's, he's knowledgeable. Uh so I thought, oh, man, I hope I didn't. In later years, I thought back, I'm like, I hope I didn't ruin his night that he was hoping to see that whole game. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, I think about it like, oh, my God, I was a kid, you know, during Michael Jordan's uh, best. Uh, that would have been neat to have gone to, uh, you know, to Boston to see uh, Bulls Celtics or go to the Garden and see Knicks Celtics or something like that. But so anyways, I thought, okay. Yeah, LeBron's been uh, doing this for about 20 years. He's in his late 30s. Uh, what is he, 38, 37, 38? Um, you know, that's that's old man years in basketball and pro sports. So I said, ah, just like Paul McCartney, just like Billy Joel, just like any of these people, I said, well, what's when am I going to get to see, you know, what's how many opportunities are left to see this and hopefully lebron will not be injured or anything like that it's a big rivalry game so chances are pretty good that 
Bron Bron's going to show up and play, and he sure as hell did. He is still just so goddamn fun to watch. He's so fucking good at basketball. Did you know that? Were you aware of this? <laughs> That's my takeaway from Saturday night. LeBron James is quite a good basketball player. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, seeing him up close and per- And it's great, too, because, like... That's the funny thing about somebody like LeBron that, you know, of course he's getting booed out of the building anytime, uh, you know, he has to, you know, make a free throw, you know, take foul shots anytime. And when he, when he was introduced and came out of the court, he's booed out of the building. I booed him a bunch of times too, just to, you know, every time he went, went to the line <laughs> after a foul, boo, <laughs> my kids were so embarrassed. I'm like, my, my daughter kept shushing me. And I'm like, wait, we're not, I turned to her. I'm like, what are you, what is this? A library? You're shushing me at a sporting event. Are you crazy? I'm like, of course I'm going to yell. She's like, you're being too loud. (laughs) Like, that's the point. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but despite all that, every person sitting around me said the same thing. They all they sat down and like, oh, boo, LeBron, boo. And then, but then you would also hear them when they sat down, they'd like, you know, nudge their kid or whoever, girlfriend, wife, whatever, whoever they were with. And they'd be like, that's, that's LeBron James. That's LeBron James. And I said the same thing. And, you know, my kids, it was like, holy shit, we got, we're watching, we're watching LeBron James play basketball. It was just one of those cool things. And we watched the Lakers lose, which was even better. And we watched LeBron, uh, you know, fall to his knees <laughs> and have a meltdown as the game was tied at the end of the fourth quarter and going to overtime. And, yes, that was definitely a foul. Tatum absolutely, you know, he smacked LeBron right in the arm. Uh, LeBron should have gone to the line, and I get that. But also, hey, you know what? How many times has LeBron had something called in his favor? It was maybe a little questionable. Just during that game alone, there were plenty of times that uh, the, the thing, the referees, you know, called something in favor of the Lakers that absolutely should not have, or, or against the Celtics that should absolutely not have been. So, tough shit. <laughs> you didn't lose the game there. You could have won it in overtime, and then you got clobbered in overtime, so... Allow me to play the world's tiniest violin. Uh, but it was just like, it was an unbelievable night. It was so great. It was so great. And also, I just said, I can't, in the, in the dead of winter, I can't take the, I can't take the tea. I can't get on a friggin' subway with all those people. I just can't. So, just said, you know what? Fuck it. It's worth every penny. We got an Uber. Or not an Uber. I don't do Uber anymore because they fucking suck. Sending me emails telling me I didn't mask up summer of 2021. Bullshit. Show me the proof. That's my response was show me. Show me the uh, the footage of me not wearing a mask in the car if one of your fucking drivers reported me. I had a goddamn mask on every time we got in. And they're like, well, don't worry. It doesn't affect your rating. It doesn't affect anything. We're just letting you know. And I'm like, well, okay. Then I'm letting you know that I will be taking Lyft and taxi cabs and sub and anything else a fucking 
you know, I'll I'll take a piggyback ride before I get in an Uber. So, and Lyft is actually it's kind of better. Um. So yeah, took a lift to the arena. Took a lift back to the car. Uh. So that was nice to just get you know not have to be on a train with you know all just packed in with all these people in winter and sniffling and ugh, coughing and everything yuck. Uh, but I definitely <laughs> the guy sitting behind us at the Celtics game. Uh, we first got there and there was this nice uh, female sitting behind us and whoever whoever the poor soul is that sits behind us I. Is, is always going to be asked by me to take a picture. And uh, there's a nice uh, woman sitting behind us and very lovely. And I said, excuse me, would you mind doing me a huge favor? Could you just take a, take a picture of us? And she said, of course. And she took a few pictures. They were all great. I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was it. Well, <laughs> then her boyfriend came back. Or husband or whatever. He was also a very nice fellow. But he was fucking pissed drunk. He was shit-faced. Like before the game even started. He comes back and he's got a big can of like Budweiser or some piece of crap like that. <coughs> and uh, and he's, you know, at one point my, my, I was sitting in the middle. Both of my kids on either side of me. And my daughter on the right. And she leaned forward in her chair uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it was to put her uh, drink on the on the floor or to pick up her drink or whatever. But she leaned forward in her chair, and the guy behind us uh, dropped his almost full, <laughs> freshly opened can of beer. The whole can uh, fell onto her chair, and he picked it up immediately. And I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" And and uh, and I'm looking at him like. This is the part where you go get napkins, dude. <laughs> this is where you take care of this mess that you made. And uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, don't worry, I've got. You can use my hoodie. I'm like, what? He's like, no, it's it's all right, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he put his hoodie uh, onto the. And there wasn't a ton of beer on the seat, but enough to make it not comfortable. And so he put the hoodie on there, and I just looked at him like I said, you switch seats with me. It's it's fine. You can and she already had some beer on her pants and <laughs> it's like uh and he was trying to find his hoodie sweatshirt, and I'm like, don't use your shirt. I'm like, and then I said, I'll go get some napkins. He's like, Oh no, I should go get the napkins. And I kind of was like, Yeah, you should. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> And, uh, but he gave it the hoodie. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't mind. I'm actually kind of prefer to ruin your hoodie after you dropped beer on my child's seat. Uh, so we put the hoodie down and I, I sat on it and I was, it was fine with me the whole time. I didn't care. But this guy, and he was, he was, he was actually a, I, I thought, oh no, we're going to have like a drunk piece of shit behind us this whole time. He's actually a sweetheart of a guy. He really was. He was like a he was a good guy, just fucking drunk. And uh you know, he's yelling everything. He's booing LeBron and then he and then at very I could hear him talking to his girlfriend like he's like, "That's that's LeBron James right there." 
it's LeBron James. I'm like, yeah, I think that's what everybody's saying. Boo, fuck you, LeBron. Holy shit, that's LeBron. <laughs> um, and it's and it's it's like not a shell of LeBron, you know. It's not like 2011 Shaq playing for the Celtics. Uh, it's like, man, oh man, he's still just. He looks the same. He moves the same. He's he's just as I mean, just sinking threes and oh my god, just dominating. And and honestly, nobody was really blocking him too much either. I think they just said, eh, don't bother. <laughs> Let's try and block the rest of these guys. <laughs> and then uh, you know, and then we'll we'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, I think I think like one time for like a second, like. Tatum put his hand on LeBron's chest. That was about it. Uh, <laughs> there, there was one point where he just, I was, I was joking. I was like, oh, uh, right this way, Mr. James, uh, please. <laughs> see, your, see your way to the hoop. There you go. Ah, that's a good, that's a nice layup, sir. Well done, well done. <clears throat> they weren't just not really blocking that motherfucker at all. Uh, but this guy behind me. And he's, you know, and every time, which is every like 10 seconds at a basketball game, another chant, you know, that they put on the screen, you know, either the defense, you know, or like, you know, or any of those, like, let's go Celtics, you know, the usual ones that have been around since the caveman days. And, uh, and he was fucking screaming at everyone. And at one point, I could I felt something hit my head. I'm like, oh, he's fucking yelling so loud that he just fucking it's like I it was spittle or something. And I'm like, oh, but what am I gonna do? Put my hand on it to like, oh, let me let me test this out and see if that's really what it is, or if I'm just if I'm just uh, imagining things. Now I got somebody else's fucking disgusting slime on my hands. I'm like, well, I'm not wiping it with my sleeve either because that's gross. A nice sweatshirt on. I'm not doing that. So I just, I'm like, all right, I'll just, uh, I'll just let it dry into my hair <laughs> and try to forget about it. But I'm sitting there the whole time, and just this guy's just yelling and yelling and yelling. And I'm like, I'm like, there is no way that I am not getting some kind of cold from being here tonight. Strictly a result of sitting in front of this dude. And uh, yeah, whatever. He was fine, though. He was fine. I didn't care. We had the best time. We stayed right until the very end, you know, went to overtime. Just great. Just a great, fun game. And and I said to the kids, I said, the Lakers have a pretty shit record. The Celtics have a great record. They're on top of the East. Lakers are not on top of the West. But it doesn't matter. That's, you know, that cliche, like, hey, throw the record books away when these two teams call. Yeah. It's kind of, that's what it is. It's like, you know, the ultimate rivalry, Celtics-Lakers. It's a rivalry that goes back decades and decades. And if both teams are really good, having a really good season, if they're both having a really bad season, if one's good, one's not, it doesn't matter. That's, you know, that's the great thing about those rivalry games. It's just everybody, everybody performs at their at their highest level. Not to say that they're not on other nights, but like, it's, you know, it's prime time. It's on ABC. You know, the whole world's watching this game. Well, I mean, you know, 
the whole world of NBA fans is watching this game, which is still yeah, it's a, it's a few million. Um, it's a you know, it's it's big time stuff, and so it was it was good to see. You know, Marcus Smart was out, but that's fine. They still you know. Tatum and, and and Brown and those guys did great and yeah it was it was neat it was it was really cool and uh, my my thirteen year old just couldn't stop talking about it uh, the two of us have been going to basketball this is like we're approaching the ten year anniversary of the first time that my thirteen year old and I went to a basketball game uh, and uh, my thirteen year old would have been three at the time and. T- uh, it was February or March of 2013, and uh, yeah, my buddy Albert had season tickets to the the Bobcats as they were at the time, before they went back to being the Hornets, uh, and they they changed the the logo and the branding back to the Hornets, but they still remain the same crap ass team <laughs> that they've been for a long time, the better half of the last two decades. Uh, um. Yeah, and we got to see you know first time seeing Kimball Walker, Josh McRoberts, all these guys, and uh, yeah, playing against Orlando. I think if I remember right, I think JJ Redick was still playing for the Magic. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to go back and look. Anyway, but it was great. We had the best time. The kid was only three, and uh, we stayed until the very end. And we were both on our feet cheering and you know eating popcorn and having a great time. And so. Yeah, this kid just loves, fucking loves going to basketball games. Loves it. And my youngest does too. But she's, you know, it's not it's not her favorite thing in the world. Uh, you know, the oldest is there, you know, screaming and getting excited just like I am. And, and the youngest is enjoying it. And then, you know, towards after a couple hours, like, how much uh, how much time is left in this game? When is it, in, when is it over? I'm like, well, it'll probably be over. Uh, there's there's four minutes left in, in regulation. I said, but I'm going to be honest. I think this is probably going to be an overtime game. So get ready for a little bit more, I think. And that's what we had. But, uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Ten years. Ten years of going to basketball games. Crazy. Uh, crazy, crazy. And we've seen, yeah, we've seen some good players. You know, we haven't... Uh, yeah, it was not easy. Like, cause I would go to the I would go to the Bobcats games where the tickets were like five six dollars. The first one we went to, we had amazing seats because, yeah, Albert had the season tickets and he had two fantastic seats. And uh, he gave he just gifted me those tickets that day, which was awesome. So we got to go see the see the game, and uh, I thanked him profusely for that. And I will always be thankful. For him for giving us that uh, that gift that led to a lifetime of enjoying uh, basketball games together, and so yeah, we saw a lot of a lot of Bobcats games, and then even a couple Hornets games when they 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 went back to being the Hornets. The last uh, the first season that they were back to being the Hornets was the last year that we were in Charlotte, so we did see some Hornets games, and actually our first Celtics game, 2017, was. Uh, was against the Hornets preseason game, but still that was that was neat. Uh, so yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, and most of the most of the Bobcat Hornet games that we saw was you know at that time it was against uh, 
Orlando, Cleveland, Philadelphia. It was pretty much that was the rotation because those were the worst teams at the time. And so those were the cheapest games. And they had games that nobody wanted to see. And it was usually we'd go on like a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday night <laughs> when like, you know, that's the, the least popular time for people to go out and you know, do stuff. So we had, you know, good, decent seats, cheap, cheap tickets and, uh, and a fun time. And we did see them. We got to see Joe Kim Noah one time as we saw the Bulls, Hornets. I think the, I think that was like the season finale, the final game of one of the seasons. And we saw uh, Houston back when James Harden was on that team. It was the first time that I got as impressive as it was to see LeBron in person and be that far away and see just how humongous this dude is compared to everybody else. Um, Still, it still pales in comparison to seeing James Harden's beard for the first time from the from the nosebleeds, because I couldn't tell who anybody was. I'm I'm squinting and I'm like, even the players on on our team that I knew, and I'm just like, wait, who's that now? I need my phone. I need to try and zoom in. And I was like, well, I know who that is because I can just see that big giant upside down Christmas tree <laughs> running up and down the court. <coughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and actually every Celtics game that we've been to, and it hasn't been many. I think this was now our fourth or fifth. They've all been victories. So you're welcome, Celtics fans. We're the we're the good good luck charm that uh, that has been needed. <laughs> yeah, and they won uh, against Atlanta last year. They won against Philadelphia. Won against the Lakers. So that's good. That's the best, right? You want to go see the game, but you really want to go see it when your team wins. And most of the Hornets games that we went to, even when they stunk, they those were victories. It was like, wow, cool. They came back from like 20, 30 points down against Orlando the first game that we went to, the Bobcats did, and won it. It was it was wild. It was an awesome time. Mm. Very fun. So, yeah, so that was a nice Saturday night. You know, it'll be the last time we go to a sporting event for a while, I would say, um, at least until we get closer to spring. And hopefully we, hopefully we can get to, a, get to another Celtics game before the season's up. Hey, who knows? Maybe we could get to a playoff game. That would be, that would be something. Anyway, yeah, so it was a fun time, fun Saturday. It's been a good week, right? Like, geez. Friday night, I took the kid to... Uh, Took the 13-year-old skiing. Saturday night, we went to the basketball game. Sunday, I don't even remember. I think I I napped or I tried to nap most of the day. I don't even remember. I napped all day Saturday. That was what it was. Sunday, I don't even remember what we did. Uh, <laughs> and then Wednesday, we and Wednesday we bought a goddamn house. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good week. Exciting week. Um, and I've been there every day since, and I look forward to just being there and not like, okay, I'm going to stop at the house for a little bit and then come back home to the apartment. It's like, it's, it's actually, it's torture almost. Cause I, I'll drop the kids off at school. I'll swing by the house, you know, just to like turn off the porch light and just, you know, make sure the heat's working and, you know, drip, drip, drip a little water from the sink, uh, you know, make sure the. The pipes don't freeze, that sort of thing. 
And, uh, and I'm, you know, yesterday I walked in and was just like, it was kind of a cloudy, gray, sort of gloomy day, but it was neat, like getting to, you know, really see the place during the day. But today was like, it was bright sunshine. I got there like 10 after eight, eight fifteen, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I parked the car in the garage for the first time, uh, stood outside on the back porch as cold as it was only for a minute or two. But just enjoyed watching the stream, uh, you know, watching the water flowing in the and just the sunlight hitting the snow and the trees. And it was like, it really is. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, oh, man. And I haven't gotten, I'm actually shocked. I haven't gotten super emotional. And I think probably because work is so stressful that I can't get that. I, I haven't had that. There hasn't been a chance for me to just stop and like soak it all in, you know, because there's still, and there's so much we have to do. Like we really, for all intents and purposes, we haven't even begun, you know, packing stuff up to get out of here and all that. So, um, which again, we've got, we've got a lot of time to do it. So it's not that big of a deal, but, uh, you know, you also, you just want it to be, I want to just blink my eyes and have it all transported over there and put away and, you know, not have like boxes piled up for, <laughs> for months. Like we've, uh, like we've had in every place that we've ever lived. And that's the other thing too. It's like, wow. You know, uh, Shimo and I were talking yesterday about like, you know, uh, Shimo, uh, Joe and Stephanie, uh, very good friends bought a house uh, a little over a year ago, uh, moved out of a condo and into a house and uh you know pretty much we were ju- he's, he said yeah this is it man <laughs> I'm, I'm locked into this for a long time hopefully hopefully forever hopefully there is no more uh home buying and moving and this is just it and i kind of kind of feel the same way uh i kind of think like yeah i think if i if i were to buy i i, I could see maybe a house purchase but it would be uh, a secondary location, you know, would be, be not so bad to have a little, uh, little mountain getaway, you know, up in ski country, up in New Hampshire, you know, something that's not, I don't want to spend like four hours on a Friday drive. I want a place that's like within two hours or less, you know, ideally one hour, one and a half hours so that you could just on a whim, like on a Friday say, Hey, Let's go up to the whatever. Let's go to the cabin. Let's go to the beach house. Whatever it might be. Let's go there and uh, you know, just for just for Friday and Saturday night. We'll come back Sunday. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Pack some stuff in the car. It's only an hour away. Great. Um, but yeah, I kinda you know, it, it's it's a house and this the thing about this house is it felt the second we walked in was just like, oh interesting. It's very familiar because it, as I've mentioned a few times, I think, this this house of ours, it's an 80s house. It was built in 1983. The house I grew up in was built in 1980. So when I'm walking around this house, <laughs> that's only three years younger than the house I grew up in. And, you know, the little, the things that are original are just like... Uh, I, I was giving my parents a virtual tour the other day on FaceTime and showing them, and they were just laughing at like, "Oh my God, the closet doors are just like what we had at the old house." Oh my gosh, this 
you know the the layout of the you know where the stairs are and the bathroom it's so it looks just it's crazy and as i walk through the house there's various points where uh i'm reminded of my parents house i'm reminded of my grandparents house uh there's there's a room where it reminds me of uh for some reason it reminds me of my aunt carolyn and uncle pete's house i'm not sure which one cuz they they too just just like us for for a while there they had a few years where they they moved around pretty frequently uh, throughout New York, and then you know before settling on Florida, where they've been for twenty five years or so. But uh, there's you know one of the rooms, uh, the living room or the family room or whatever the hell you call it. Uh, it just for some reason it, it reminded me of well, you know one of their houses. Anyway, uh, so it's like wow. And the first time we walked in there back in December. On a cold uh, December, I don't know, it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. And uh, we walked in there and I was just like, wow, this is like, it's super familiar. It's super cozy. It's very inviting. I feel good here. And the house that we had initially made an offer on, I really loved that house too. It was a great house. If we had ended up with that house, really no complaints. You know, it's... uh would I rather be in a, in a quieter suburban kind of neighborhood? Yeah. As opposed to, uh, you know, a city block. Yes. Um, the house that we, that we put in an offer that got rejected, uh, you know, back in December, it was downtown, but just, it was outside the main kind of area enough. But also, you know, my wife and I talked about it pretty frequently. It's like, yeah, you know, we're, <laughs> we're not in the, the bad part of town but also quote unquote bad part of whatever that means um but also like that's not what's to stop elements of the bad part of town well you know moseying on over to this to this side of town um so you know and as i've mentioned it is across the street from a school and i don't know that that would impact my day too much but it would be like oh wow every day there's going to be for, you know, 30 minutes in the morning and uh, 30, 40 minutes in the afternoon. There's just going to be uh, piles of cars lined up. And, you know, if I had to go somewhere and there's all these jerky kids walking around and stuff, it's like, eh. But the house was fabulous. But you know what? It wasn't, wasn't our house. And that's totally cool, man. Uh, and there were things, you know, that's funny too, because we put the offer on that house and then we actually saw the house that we ended up, that is now our house. Uh, I think we, we made the offer because they were accepting offers until, uh, let's say like Wednesday at 2 PM, you have to have your offers in. So I was like, okay, here, make this offer. Okay, cool. And then, uh, and, and then my realtor said like, Hey, do you want to see, there's a couple of these houses. And I was just like, eh, I don't know. Like yeah, sure. What the hell? Um, <laughs> and so we did. And I walked into this uh, this beautiful red house uh, with a nice stream in the backyard and a wooded sort of setting, which is a rare thing in this town uh, to have a house that's not sitting on top of another house or you know a school <laughs> or a car dealership who's bright. Uh, lights you get to look at all night long 
or a fucking quarry or you know whatever or a highway or just you know something the noise that we hear at our place now it's the traffic from the highway because during especially during the winter months you could look out and you can look through there's a little there's a fence there's a disgusting fence on the other side of the parking lot a gross uh, chain link fence with a green sort of covering on it i guess to blend in better with the trees <laughs> And uh, on the other side of the fence is some, you know, a little patch of trees. So it's nice. It's shaded. But and then on the other side of that is the is the on ramp to the highway. So uh, and then the highway's right there. So we hear if you go outside, it's not terribly relaxing because you hear cars nonstop. I remember walking through a neighborhood that I really loved in New York uh, when we lived in a townhouse in the adjacent neighborhood was just like it was my dream to live there i just thought this is just the greatest this fucking place is so great and uh there was one street that i really liked but then i realized like oh my god this these houses are pretty much right up on the highway because you could every time i walked past you could just hear it's like oh my god that's all day every day you can't stop that (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thrilled that we, that we don't live near a highway. Sure, we live in a neighborhood with other people, but we have a pretty good bit of privacy. And we've got woods behind us that are always going to be woods, and they back up to the farm. I, could, I was telling the kids yesterday, I'm like, I think, I think in October we could get up on a Saturday morning and walk through the damn woods and the, the sound of the leaves, the autumn leaves crunching beneath our feet. <laughs> As they fall from the trees, as the sunlight glistens through the trees, and the oranges and the ow, goddamn fucking fuckface shelf, <sighs> and we could walk over and get to some cider donuts, and then walk back home, and uh, it's like, and it's the only farm in this town. There's lots of farms nearby, but it's the only one in the city limits. Uh, the, you know, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. The fact that there even is farmland in this place, because there there ain't much land that uh, <laughs> that isn't uh, you know commercial or or residential and or roads, so that's pretty neat. It's like the one of the few little spots where it's like oh it's, I feel like I'm out in the country, and uh, yeah, we're a stone's throw from the airport where we could the kids and I and the, the wife we've all. Spent uh, a few different times just sitting at the fence, just watching the planes take off. You know, it's mostly, it's mostly, you know, little prop planes and private planes and things like that, but helicopters and, and so forth. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch nevertheless. And there's a pizza place right there, too. They're pretty good calzones. <laughs> anyway, I'm losing my voice. I got to get back to work. It's been, a, I've wasted an hour. Well, it's not a waste. It's a good use of an hour. Oh, yeah, it's almost exactly one hour. So anyway, oh, God. There's, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so we saw this house back in December, uh, you know, right after we made the offer because they had to have the offers in by 2 o'clock. We're like, yeah, don't want to miss out. Make the offer. And, uh, and then we went and saw this house. I remember going to bed that night. And... Uh, and I said, and I kind of was just lying there, like shit. Like I think, I think we. Uh, oh boy, I hope we don't. I hope they don't accept the offer on this house, so we can try for this other one. 
And so it all worked out. And then on Christmas Eve, I think, we found out that they didn't accept the offer. And as you, as, you, know, as you get more information, it's like, okay, I see. They, they probably had somebody in line. And I th- if I remember right, I think they had a little more cash to put down than we did, even though we offered considerably more than it was worth because that's how much I liked it. But the extra that we offered on the house that we didn't get ended up being the exact price of the house that we did get. So it was like, yeah, perfect. It's great. And I'm so fucking happy. I really am. And it, yeah, it is, it is a tease, though, because I go over there in the morning, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I really would like to just have the couch here and have all my stuff. I wish I didn't have to go to work so I could just spend the day, you know, just moving shit over and getting furniture, going to the furniture store, buying a new couch, buying the bed sets, which we'll do tomorrow, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, time to, get, time to get in the car and go back home, the other home, the original home. And uh, so, but that's okay. You know, because this is uh, this this apartment. As much as I dump on it, we've been here for eight years. My kids, my kids were five and three when we moved here, and now they're they're eleven and thirteen. And I'm I'm so excited for them to just be able to like, you know, there's there's plenty here at this apartment, but like they ride their bikes around a parking lot. Like, that sucks. Or they'll go to the end of the parking lot and they'll ride their bikes around a tennis court, which also sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's worse places to, to ride your bike, but it's like, eh, yeah, this blows. And then, you know, if somebody's going to come play tennis, then that, that's the end of that. And so, you know, and there's a little bit of a kind of sort of yard out front, that, you know, but that's, uh, everybody lets their dogs shit there. <laughs> And then in the winter, they don't clean it up, so it's just like, ugh. And the big snow piles are the ones that the plow pushes up against the, the edge of the parking lot, so it's like, you know, it's okay. Uh, you know, when it's fresh snow, it's not so bad, but after a few, after a few days, it's pretty, pretty dirty, disgusting snow, and it's like, yeah, that's not the best place, just having a big snow pile next to a parking lot. <laughs> Might as well be at the, at the mall doing the same thing. So I just I'm that's the I think that's who I'm happiest for is my kids cuz that's all that's all you want, right? Like you know, they had they had a better place than this and then we moved here and like this was kind of it. And look, we've got tennis courts, we've got pools. There's plenty of stuff for the kids. You know, especially in the summer. Uh it's certainly not the worst place on earth. But, you know, and I said to the kids, too, I said, listen, uh, the house that I grew up in, we moved there when I was six. And so I had a little bit more of my childhood at, at that house than you guys will have at, at ours. But I said, honestly, I, you know, that whole thing is a blur. I remember being, a, you know, I remember moving there and I remember, you know, just being like, what, you know, spending the night at a. Uh, my my aunt Ellen and Uncle Lou's house, while my parents, you know, and, and friends and stuff did all the moving and whatnot, and uh, and then just like you know, I have little memories here and there of like you know playing in the snow and and some other shit, but like really, 
my fondest memories and my most vivid memories of of the house I grew up in are pretty much from like age, you know, from probably about fifth, sixth grade, you know, middle school on, you know, when I was about 11, 12, basically the age that my kids are. So I said, listen, we've been here for almost eight years. You got a lot of memories of the apartment. I said, but also the the memories that you're about to start making at this new place, that's the, you're not even going to, when you get to my age, you're barely going to remember, you know, living in an apartment. You'll see, you'll look at the pictures and stuff. And obviously you will have memories of it because we've been here a long time. But I said, you're really going to, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really from the, the teenage years on that you really, at least for me, have those really more solid memories kind of stuck in your head. And so, uh, so that's the, hopefully will be the case, but nevertheless, they'll, they'll have a nice place to, uh, to grow up, which is all I've ever wanted, baby. So yeah, good stuff. And yeah, as I said, I didn't get, uh, I, I, we're at the closing and there are a few times where, you know, the wife broke down and got very emotional. Our realtor gave us this lovely gift. She had, uh, she had taken a picture of the house and sent it to, you know, some, some company, you know, some website that, you know, and they, they make it, they made it look like a painting and it's very beautiful. It's very lovely. And that was, and it says Hopkins, uh, residence established 2023 or something like that. And, uh, you know, my wife opened it at the table at the signing and just, you know, lost it. And it was uh, so sweet, such a nice gift. And then at various points, you know, my 13 year old got very emotional and, you know, would reach over and just give me a big hug or would give, uh, give my wife a big hug, give my, you know, mom Cho a big hug. And, uh, and it was just, it was just beautiful. We gave a hug to the, uh, the lovely lady, uh, who was the previous now, now the previous owner of the house who had been there for 25 years or so. And, uh, would have given the husband a hug too, but he had to, he had to go off in a different room and resolve, some uh, bank stuff on his end, but we were done and like, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's go, let's go enjoy that house. Uh, but we gave her a big hug and she was so, just so sweet. Just like grandmotherly, like, ah, uh, like this is a, that's a house that's been, uh, you know, already filled with a lot of love and, uh, and that's, that's a good thing. So, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, you know, we got in the car and, you know, the kids are crying and they're emotional and the wife's crying and emotional and I'm, just I still have the you know the walls up because I'm still even though we have the keys in our hand and there's nothing left for us to do <laughs> we we've we're done but I'm still sitting there like all right when are they gonna come out and be like haha just kidding you really thought you were gonna get this house you asshole or to have a call and be like ooh uh, sorry, we got your file mixed up with somebody else, and uh, it turns out you're <laughs> you're not approved for this loan. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. You know, I was waiting for like that to happen because that's how I always, you know, you hope for the best, you expect the worst, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so, uh, so I didn't. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not. I honestly thought I'm gonna like walk into this house for the first time with just my family, the first time as the occupants of this house and not as visitors um and i thought yeah i'm gonna just probably just lose it and break down and i didn't i'll tell you when i did yesterday morning thursday morning i dropped the kids off uh 
Well, one kid, the other one stayed home, sick, tired, not so much sick, but sleepy, sleepy. Anyway, I dropped the one child off, and I went over to the house so I could program the garage door on my little car buttons. And uh, I took a, kind of a back way to get there. Um, not necessarily a shorter way, just, you know, maybe a somewhat nicer looking way. I don't know what you want to call it. But uh, took a different way to get just to see how long it took to get there. And the way that I went had me going past the past the farm, the apple farm that's, uh, you know, uh, that abuts our property or abuts the you know is, is next to the to the to our woods and i st- i st- it hit me how close we were to apple cider donuts <laughs> in the fall and i just i fucking yeah that's when i lo- i lost it i'm like oh my god we're so close to donuts it's unbelievable <laughs> uh so then last night, of course, I had a long day at work, and around 5, 5, 5.30, I said, all right, I'm going to hop in bed. I got a ton of work to do. I have a little nap, and then, uh, you know, hopefully this cold, you know, because it's just hard to do stuff with this cold. I'll finish the nap, and I'll get back to work, and I'll finish a bunch of stuff. And, uh, and of course, then the phone was, was ringing off the hook, and, uh, and that's okay because, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, whatever that is, uh, am I going to say, oh, shit, I really wish I hadn't talked to my friends and family and instead had focused on uh, pointless busy work? <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, so yesterday was good. You know, I talked to Shimo. I talked to Double J. talked to my father-in-law, and he had asked me, uh, he, you know, he said, congratulations, so proud of you, so happy. Like, it's great, very nice. And uh, he said, so have you... Uh, <laughs> So have you christened any, have you, have you, I don't know how he phrased it, but he's like, did you, have you taken your first dump in the bath at the new house? And I said, oh, I said, yeah, I, I took my first dump back in December. <laughs> he's like, what? I said, yeah, when we were there for the inspection <laughs> back in December, I just, I, I had to. And, uh, and I was telling him how during the closing, I, there was because I'm just uh, all I have are just awkward things that come to my mind as things that I should say, and I try so hard to not say them because I like oh god, there's just been too many times where the whole you know the needle uh, tears off the record and the whole place is silent and everybody's looking at me. I'm like I was just a joke, <laughs> and uh, I was almost going to say something to this lovely couple and be like hey. You know how I knew this was the house for me? When I took a giant shit in the master bathroom back in December. (laughs) And I knew, oh, this is comfortable. I could see myself doing this here for the rest of my life. Uh, But I I did not say that. But I explained to my father-in-law that I spent the next 20 minutes in my mind saying, don't, don't make that joke. Don't make that joke. Don't make that joke. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, I've missed... I've missed like half an hour's worth of conversation. And I'm like, what? What happened? Oh, we're d- oh, we've closed? We're done? Oh, okay. Hey, I took a shit in your house uh, a month ago. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. And I'm like, 
And then I, and then of course I spend the next 30 minutes like stop daydreaming, stop thinking about dumb crap. This is, this is important. This is one of the most important moments of your life. Focus, you idiot, concentrate. They're saying things that you need to know. You need to hear things. I mean, not really, but because it was mostly just signing and handing over a big giant check. But, uh, but that's how it works. And I'm, you know, I, I was telling my father-in-law, I'm like, yes, uh, I'm sitting there telling myself like, don't, don't tell them you took a shit in their bathroom. Don't tell them you took a shit in their bathroom. And then I'm like, okay, focus, focus, focus. Telescopes focus. Telescopes focus on planets. I wonder what it's like in outer space. I wonder what the moon's like. I wonder if anyone's taking a shit on the moon. I wonder if there's any human feces on the moon. I wonder if everybody did that as a joke. I wonder what's, uh, I wonder if there's anybody else like uh, out in the planets. I'm like, what do they do when they take a dump? What kind of toilets, what kind of intergalactic toilets are out there? And that's just, and then the mind goes, you know, like that forever. And then you miss even more stuff trying to tell yourself to focus. Uh, and that's just how it goes. Just as uh, when I'm trying to do work and then I say, hey, let's do uh, a minute and 12, an hour and 12 minutes of podcasting that I don't have time for. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Uh, all right. I think I'm going to go. I think we are just about out of time. I'm trying to think what else is, uh, is important to mention here. I can't think of anything else. I'm sure there's lots of stuff. There's just so much going on that I, you know, I'll get, I'll get my thoughts organized eventually and, uh, you know, whatnot, but it's been a good week. Uh, other than this shitty cold and, uh, yeah, there's my voice (laughs) going crazy. But I don't feel – that's the thing. I'm talking – you know, usually a cold is like I don't even have the ability to, to do this. Or if I did, I would just turn it on and say, I'm too sick. I can't do it podcast. But that's that's not – other than my crackling voice, there's really nothing – you know, it's a little annoying. I don't like having the cough, but it's uh, you know, it's not that bad. Hopefully this is as bad as it gets. I took a COVID test last night. That was my only big fear was like, holy shit, we were just in this room with these sweet, wonderful, kind people who are, you know, they're not spring chickens. And I thought, oh, my God, what if I had COVID and we're just sitting there talking and like, oh, my God. So I took a COVID test. There's no, no COVID. And I really didn't even have, on Wednesday, I had like nothing. I had the same like tickle in my throat that I've had for the last two weeks. But because of adrenaline alone, I'm pretty sure... My body was just like, no, 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 you can't get sick now. Uh-uh. You close on that house, then you get sick. You can get sick all day long after Wednesday. And so, you know, Wednesday I didn't really feel that bad, just, you know, just anxious to get shit over with. And uh, and then later that night, you know, we went to the house, had a nice meal, everything's good. And then yesterday I woke up and was like, ah, oh, there it is. There's the cough, there's this runny nose, there's the exhaustion, the whole thing but that's all right. But it's no, no COVID, so that's good. I didn't think it was, but you, know, you want to be sure. All right, that's it. Happy Friday. I'm going to go hopefully get a ton of work done and get ready for next week so that I can just enjoy the weekend and be productive and get furniture and do whatever and not freeze to death in the 35 below temperatures. Stay warm out there, and we'll talk to you next time. Later, Gators.